So welcome to the Red Chair. We have a really special guest today, uh, Nick Van Roop, professional big wave surfer and global celebrity. And you'd ask, you know, what is a professional big wave surfer doing here at uh, Indico? We're a VC fund, you know, we back entrepreneurs, but I think Nick has an incredible story. I've known Nick for, you know, since he was small. Um, and he's developed some interesting stuff. Nick, tell us, who are you? What do you do? First of all, thank you so much uh, for to be invited here, be sitting with you. Known each other for a long time. We've shared many surf sessions, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here at your office and, and at the Red Chair. Uh, very successful podcast I've seen. It's amazing. And yeah, my name is Nick von Rupp. I'm a professional big wave surfer. I'm um, born and raised in Portugal. My dad is uh, German American uh, that decided to relocate to Portugal. Uh, he was a pioneer. So exactly. many people are doing that now, right? Exactly. It's funny. I mean, uh, um, I'll, I'll go into my career in a second, but it's, it's a funny one since we're here based in Portugal. And, and um, my dad always used to tell me, you know, Portugal is the center of the world, you know, 30 years ago. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, you grew up in the States, you grew up, grew up in Hollywood, all these beautiful streets, all these beautiful beaches that we see in the movies. And, and he always told me Portugal is the center of the world. And it was really hard to comprehend back then. But these days it is the center of the world. You know, you have so many people moving here and. Um, and and yeah. even the center of the surfing world to a certain extent, right? With Nazare and all these, hundred percent. You know, uh, it's Portugal is just a very special place. You know, it's um, it's very unique in the sense that Lisbon is a capital surrounded by oceans. You know, you're 10 minutes away uh, from good waves like Costa de Caparica. You got the Iseta, which are world class waves, and and Nazare. And it took a long time, you know, for people to recognize that and also us as Portuguese that we grew up here, you know, uh, to realize how great this place is and, and how great the waves are over here. And um, it's amazing, you know, it's, uh, it really shapes the great surfers we have these days in Portugal, from big wave surfers, from, uh, you know, guys like Frederic Moraes, uh, Vasco Ribeiro, guys like Kanoe Garashi moving here. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place. <laughs> so you started your, your professional career. You went to, uh, you know, the German school of Lisbon and then you became a professional surfer. Tell us a little bit about that and we'll segue that in, into the, why it makes sense to, to yeah, talk about I mean, investment. I'm a, I'm a professional big wave surfer these days. I'm, uh, my career is dedicated to uh, surfing the biggest waves from, uh, you know, mostly Nazare, but I also go over to Hawaii, to Jaws or Mavericks and, um, it's really funny, you know, looking back, uh, when I was seven years old, when I started surfing, obviously I was always very driven by passion. You know, I was just uh, you know, a kid with a big smile, wanted to spend as many hours as I could in the water. And, um, you know, back then it wasn't obvious, uh, the route I was going towards my parents, you know, they're, they don't really come from the surfing world. And I remember, you know, I'm, I've been a professional, so saying since I'm 15 years old, earning my own money. Um, when I reached 18, I already had uh, you know, I was fifth in the world, second in Europe, uh, competing on the world tour. And um, my parents was all, were always pushing me towards, um, uh, you know, going to university, following an academic life, you know, more traditional way. And, and um, I wanted to be a professional surfer, you know, and that was very early stage for Portugal. People didn't know what professional surfing was. Um, but it was the right choice, you know, from there I, I started competing on the world tour, but at some point I realized that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to surf bay waves. And, uh, since 2015, I've been hundred percent dedicated, um, to surfing big, uh, big waves. And, and it's been a great journey. So you're in essence, you've created a brand about, you know, around Nick Von Rupp. And if you were a startup, you could say that you've pivoted, right? You were doing something and then you realize that you know the best way forward 
was to do something else, which was to move from sort of like small, normal waves into doing incredible stuff. And, and so did, what were the challenges in that process of creating the Nick Von Rupp brand? I mean, you know, it's really hard to walk away from being a sheep in the herd. Uh, you know, competitive surfing is where it's at. That's what sponsors want you to do. They want you to get on a world tour, be a world champion, you know. That's what it used to be. That's for the last 20 years. That, that was the, the pinnacle of professional surfing. Um, to walk away from that, um, you know, I'm, I've been sponsored by Nike for month with, um, been with Monster Energy for a long time, Hurley, um, you know, very competitive orientated brands to walk away from the competitiveness, uh, of wanting to qualify for the world tour and going into a completely different route as big way surfing was extremely risky, you know, but it came to a point where I was like, you know what? Um, I'm 25 years old right now. I've been sponsored for the last 15 years. Um, you know, sponsorships are great. I'm doing something. I had just gotten second in the ISA World Surfing Games. Um, but it came to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm not happy. I'm not happy going to Brazil. I'm not happy going to Japan, surfing small waves, losing, uh, winning sometimes, but losing a lot in the middle. I want to do what I want to do, what I'm passionate about. So I, I went from right to left. It was a very risky uh, time uh, decision as well because... You know, you, you, what are you going to tell your sponsors? You know, like, I'm, I'm going to stop doing what you want, want me to do. I'm just going to start doing what I want to do. So I started getting dedicated and dedicating myself on producing content, on surfing big waves. And this was really also at the time where, you know, the internet revolution came, uh, came Which to play. Which year was this more or less? So. Um, 2012, uh, that's when it started, you know, when, um, you know, videos on the internet start started being a thing. Uh, social media was starting to come up, like Instagram, Facebook was going on for, for a while. So you recognized that trend early on and you moved from being like a competitive, you know, regular surfer, world-class regular competitive surfing into creating your brand on the internet by pursuing big waves and doing extreme things. Exactly. I mean, I, I you know, I, I always loved uh, creating content, you know, that's uh, always liked creating videos. And, you know, there was one video that really went viral, you know, and um, and then I realized, wow, like, I mean, there's... Which video was that? It was a video in Ireland in 2012. You I know? remember that very well. Yeah. Like and, a uh, huge left-hander, yeah, right? Yeah, big, big wave, dark weather and... And, um, and, you know, there's millions of people watching it. And at the time I went into the States, into my sponsor's office, and, you know, he really told me like, hey, this, it could be a way here, you know? And this was really early stage. No one was doing that. Um, and, you know, it took me a while to walk away from the competitive side and really focus on only creating a video. But, you know, when you, I finally took the decision, you know, a couple, couple of years later, and um, it was the right timing, you know? It was really when, when the whole digital revolution was happening, social media started being a thing. Um, you could all of a sudden reach people all over the world. Uh, you were in an independent platform, you know. You're not dependent of, uh, of someone to communicate for you, you know. It's, it's all about yourself, your talent, and how you're expressing your talent on a, on a global level. And, um, you know, it, was, it did a lot for surfers like me, that whole revolution, because... Back in the day, to be a, a successful professional, you had to be either in the States, in Australia, or Brazil. That's how you make it. People used to tell me all my life, if you want to make it as a professional, you go there. You be there, you be in the industry, you beat people in their home uh, turf. You know, the whole digital revolution was really important because all of a sudden, 
if you're talented, you can communicate to the world in your home turf. And that's what happened, uh, you know, in the years 2012 all the way to now, you know. Um, it just, it, it, it really gave us, the internet gave us like a, it was a platform for expression to communicate with people all over the world, showing the great ways we have over here. Places like Nazareth really started coming on the map and people just, uh, you know, started turning their eyes from, you know, from places from the States and moving their eyes to Europe, you know. And uh, I was just really fortunate to be a part of early stage, um, you know, being a part, really dedicating, creating content, being active on social media. And uh, it was a risky move, but it ended up being paying off. I feel like my best years of my career have been the last five years. And that's really uh, because of big wave surfing, about Nazare, about, uh, you know, being able to communicate to the world um, through social media and, uh, and yeah, content. So I think it's really funny because uh, those timings are exact the same timings that the Portuguese unicorns came up for the exact same reasons, right? Where you yeah. have, you know, companies like TalkDesk from my partner, Cristina, and uh, many others that ended up, you know, doing their tech here and conquering, uh, you know, the global from yeah. the global stage from, from Portugal mm -hmm. because precisely of that easiness of communication. So you did the same, mm -hmm. but you were a startup yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And you are a product and you've created your own content distinct from everybody else, from Portugal to the world, exactly in the same timings that the Portuguese unicorns uh, did it in the, over the last decade. So it's a really interesting story, and that's why you're here. But more than that, what, are the, what were the difficulties that you encountered as an entrepreneur, because you were you know, creating your, your, your content, creating your brand? What are the sort of difficult things, you know, that, that decision was difficult to pivot and to sort of change mm -hmm. the tech in what you were doing and your, your, your focus? from competition to big wave surfing and doing, you know, different things and distributing your content. What are the difficulties did you find? I feel like anything you do in life that's different, uh, that walks away from the common, uh, what everyone else is doing, is the difficult part because you're taking a big risk. You're taking, you know, everyone's going right and you go left, you know. So that was really tough. I feel like uh, that was very hard. And just, um, you know, just, just walking into the unknown, creating, being creative, uh, not being sure how people will react because, you know, we need people to be successful, right? People need to like you. People need to buy into you. Um, so it's just like taking those steps, walking into the unknown, being your own manager, being your own visionary. There's no one kind of telling you, uh, you, no one's really shaping your way. You're just, you know, stepping into the unknown, obviously with a goal. Um, but it's just those, those early days where, you know, you're still trying to figure out how, uh, you know, you're cooking up a meal, you know, and you, ne you don't know how it's going to end up. So that fear factor is, is really tough. And um, that was also combined with, with Nazareth, with the boom of Nazareth, you know. There was and, timing. There was a bit of luck as well, right? Yeah, that things yeah. came up at the same time. Yeah, totally. But you, one of the big things that you created was this, you know, the Von Froth uh, series, which mm -hmm. is super successful. You're probably the most well-known Portuguese surfer together with Frederic uh, globally, right? And he chose the competitive route and you, you are, you know, a social media star, right? A global celebrity in that world. What is, how did you come up with the concept of Von Froth? Yeah. Can you explain what froth is for a non-surfer? Froth, I mean, froth is excitement, you know, like someone that froths. And I do, you know, like my life has always been uh, about what has driven me is excitement about, you know, uh, is passion, right? That drives you forward. And... So Vaughn is my name. My name is Nick Vaughn, <laughs> Rupp. 
And uh, people started calling me Von Froth, you know, because froth is the dog's froth, you know. <laughs> and uh, people froth as well when they're excited about projects and when, they, you know, when you see them. So that's me. I, I froth, so saying, uh, a lot on, on life, on surfing and on projects, you know. And, and um, I just wanted to, you know, I started this concept of Von Froth, um, obviously because I wanted, to, I wanted to show people what it is uh, like to live on a daily, um, you know, people, people like to show the rainbow, you know, but they don't show uh, the dark, uh, the darkness of, of the winter, so saying. So I really wanted to bring people into my life and show them, um, you know, what it is like, uh, you know, how's my trading schedule, how's my daily life, no filters, uh, the good and bad. Uh, and yeah, I've been, I started a YouTube series two years ago, uh, three years ago now. And it's been quite successful. We, we have videos that have reached over half a million views in an organic way, um, which, uh, yeah, which is great. We're, we're currently the, the biggest European uh, YouTube series. Um, and, uh, you know, we're top five in the world. So, we're, yeah, we're, we're communi communicate a lot about Nazare. Um, we also have merchandising product that does pretty well. Um, but it's a challenge, you know, I'm, I'm a professional surfer. I have to focus on my career. I have to focus on my training. And I mean, coming out with two episodes a month uh, where, you know, the budgets are small, the teams are small, you have to really manage it yourself. Um, so I have to be on top, you know, besides having, um, you know, my career, um, I also have this, you know, I'm a production manager. I, I, I produce, uh, produce a YouTube series. And from there, it also kind of, uh, branches out you know we have um, these days we have a, a production company uh, which we produce comp uh, content for brands like Nike we did a three-minute uh, commercial uh, for Nike for Tudor so it's uh, you know it started as very focused on creating content for myself for my YouTube series um, but it has really you know reached out to be something brighter more of a production company producing content for bigger brands like Nike and so on so right. it's been good <laughs> and so you you you've been recently recognized as one of the most influential surfers in the world right so globally you know there's there's a reach in in this sport and this has opened up a series of other opportunities so you became uh, you know targeted by you know even digital apps and many other entrepreneurs to actually be part of these projects and you've created some other companies yourself like Brusco and, and others tell us how did you how are you branching out from being you know a professional surfer uh, doing you know social media very you know with global reach into becoming an investor in the digital world and also uh, you know an entrepreneur with new companies that you have been uh, launching in the last few years it's um, you know it all starts uh, a long time ago I you know when people look at professional surfers you know they're they're blonde. They, everyone thinks they grew up on the beach surfing, but my reality is different. I, my parents are entrepreneurs in, in a way or another. Uh, they have a company for over 30 years. Um, I grew up in an office, you know, I grew up seeing my parents struggling uh, to build a business that turned out to be successful and, you know, gave us a good life. And, um, and that's my reality. You know, my dad, um, I never had uh, a sports figure in my life. So saying, obviously my parents were very supportive about my sports but above all, um, you know, it was all about education, you know, educate yourself to go to university, to have a great job, even though my, my career was going on in parallel. Uh, so there was always a spike in my parents. So what are you going to do next? You know, like when, um, you know, what are you going to do when your career is over? Um, and if you want it or not, you know, like that 
small sentence your parents tell you when you grow up stick for you forever, you know, and and um, that's kind of, you know, like I, I grew up in that very entrepreneurial uh, mindset, you know, and, and my dad always told me, you know, when you when you're rising, you have to build something on the side. So, yeah, I've been obviously besides this production company, I, I build a company with um, with the two partners, accessories company called Brusco. Um, I thought it was also a great time to create a company that is Portuguese, that is from Portugal to the world, uh, really um, trying to, you know, like uh, we used to um, breathe uh, everything that everything that's American, that's Australian. I feel like Portugal is in the point right now where Portugal can influence the world, whether it's, you know, surfing or um, elsewhere. So we created that company. We've been uh, expanding all through the world with surf accessories. It's been doing really well. We won several awards uh, for design and branding products. So it's going in, in the right path. It was for me, it was an incredible experience to build something, you know, being part of uh, uh, the naming process, building a brand to being recognized. And that's been great. Um, obviously, um, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it's my, it, I manage, I manage my own career as well. You know, I never had the opportunity to go to university. So I always thought, you know, uh, dealing with sponsors, creating my own presentations and uh, negotiating those, those contracts, whether it's with Nike, with Monster Energy, uh, it makes me grow, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not that type of person that likes to sit still. I, I like to be active. I like to learn and, and, um, and yeah, just, uh, you know, when, whenever my career is finished, I kind of have uh, I've built myself up to be uh, confronted with, uh, you know, a more uh, entrepreneurial, um, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, to for the daily to the, to the yeah, for the for the daily uh, daily life of, of a non-professional surfer, you know. Right. So. <laughs> but you've also been recently involved in other projects, right? Other digital uh, projects where international entrepreneurs and investors have invited you to be part, to be an ambassador and also to be an equity holder, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, international success in some way, international recognition and Nazaré being at the pinnacle of, of the world in terms of big wave surfing and obviously Portugal also being um, in the center of the world in terms of investment, foreign investment, the networking that's going on in Portugal, people you meet. It's, it's not about the local economy no, anymore. It is like Portugal is really like... A, a center of the world in terms of, uh, f um, you know, people coming here, people coming here, investing. So at the end of the day, it also reflects down not only for, you know, uh, I would say um, um, investment fund like Indicu, but also to athletes like me, I've been approached uh, to, um, to be a part of pro uh, projects, you know, um, startups, uh, uh, fitness training apps. And um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's been amazing. You know, it's just, uh, it's a different venture that uh, that I'm not uh, that is not directly related to. It's it's a completely different area that I'm not used to. But it's it's all about a self growth, you know. And, and it's been it's been amazing to to be a part of that project, uh, Masters App, um, and uh, you know working together with different athletes. Yeah, Glo the other globally renowned yeah. athletes that are part of Masters. Yeah. And so. Uh, let's change tack a bit and, and talk about your traveling. Uh, as you know, we have a blue fund that invests in ocean-related companies, particularly you know, in sustainable companies. You have traveled all over the world to the most pristine uh, sort of locations and beautiful, and you've been to, you know, from Indonesia to everywhere else. Have you seen um, you know, more and more pressure on the oceans? Have you seen increased pollution? What is your perception 
you know, sometimes we see those incredible pictures of, you know, places that used to be pristine and now are full of plastic and so on. Do you have a perception that, you know, pollution is taking over? What, what, what's your view from, from the ground, right, from the beach? So, I mean, for us surfers, we have such a deep relationship with the ocean. Um, I've always been taught to pick up a plastic once you go down. If you see trash, pick it up from the beach from a very young age. Obviously, um, you know, pollution in the oceans is a very trendy talk these days and it's very important. And thankfully so, it's a very trendy talk. Uh, but the reality is um, it's still very niche. You know, it's very, uh, there's only a few people, uh, there's only 10% of people that are really caring about the oceans. And it really comes down to education. You know, you go to places like Indonesia, obviously, you know, the blue blue water, but there is so much trash everywhere that's leading up to the beaches and to the ocean. Um, Do you see that increase over the years since you've been going there? I, in Portugal, I feel like um, it has de decreased. People are more aware uh, and making the difference. Um, places like Indonesia, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you go down to beaches and it's, 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 it's crazy, you know, it's way it's worse just, than it, before. It, it's, it's heartbreaking uh, to tell you the truth. Um, you see more companies making an effort, going into the rivers, cleaning it up, um, you know, trying to minimize that trash flowing down the rivers into the ocean. Um, but I do feel it's, it's, very, it's a big, it's a huge problem. You know, it's a heartbreaking problem. You know, you look at, um, it's, it's a pile of mess that you don't even know where to start. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's really sad to see, you know, the state of... Uh, And it really comes down, you know, the, there's no education in that sense, you know, like people uh, in um, poorer countries or even Portugal, um, they're not educated. Uh, they don't have space in their mind right. to understand, uh, to dedicate time that it is, uh, you know, recycling process uh, and not throwing your trash is, is a big issue. And um, I think places uh, obviously you know the, the more evolved countries are, are making a big step uh, I heard Indonesia I heard Indonesia by next year are going to ban all uh, single-use plastics That's which huge. are going to make a huge difference um, but we are a long way away you know and and we are making uh, we surfers are people that have a following ship and have that relation uh, to the ocean like we surfers have are the main um, spokesmen, so saying, you know, because it is about education. It's about creating awareness, about everyone making the difference and, and, uh, and helping, you know, it's because, you know, what you see, it's, um, the problem is a lot deeper and, and bigger, you know, you go to a place like Nazare, okay, the beaches are clean, but you go into that port and it's, it's amazing. We've been doing a lot of activations, um, Nazare to clean that port, um, and you know inspire people to do the same because that's that's the um that's the end goal you know inspiring using our social media for the good not only to share great surf videos but also inspire people to make the difference because it is a huge problem and it's only going to get worse and if we don't take actions it's uh, you know it's going to be a disaster you know you're so involved in um, you know making the difference investing Uh, some of you man money to uh, you know clean the oceans, creating uh, sustainable solutions. I really thought about you know when I go to places like Indonesia where I see um, you know the dim dimension of this problem because it is really it's heart touching. It's it's like having a you know coming into a room that is 
so messy that you don't even know where to start, right. you know? And I, it, it, it goes through my mind, like, okay, well, how can we solve this problem, obviously? And, um, you know, I think, and this might be very stupid, but um, I feel like giving the value of plastic on the market is a huge, could be a huge uh, solution, uh, you know, could be a, a solution, right? You know, for, um, you know, giving value to, to plastic uh, to motivate... Um, Repurposing that plastic, right? Exactly. Recycling, repurposing, yeah, right. but finding the business model that makes it worth getting it out and transforming it into something else, right? Yes, and, and, and motivating the community, the poorer communities, for example, for a third world country, like where those issues are, are really... Uh, Pressing bit, and huge. Yeah, um, you know, motivating people that are in poverty to pick up that plastic and giving the value per yeah, the kilo right plastic, right? you know, the right incentive in terms of... For example, Indonesia, everyone sells coconuts, everyone sells t-shirts, towels, you know, like uh, what would be if those families that uh, sell coconuts yes, on the beach would dedicate would... to picking up the plastic, Exactly, right? you know. So tackling think... the problem down at the beach, but also tackling the problem up upstream so that companies and people don't throw trash into the, into the rivers and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and I feel like uh, huge companies, obviously investment funds, but big companies like let's say coca-cola or that actually create that plastic i think there should be a percentage that should be reverted into um you know helping the the communities to um you know prevent poverty but also prevent plastic reaching the ocean you know yeah so I and know. that is actually according to the sdgs right there's a number of the you know the sustainable development goals okay uh, where in fact the you know targeting reducing poverty or life below water which is actually the motto and and the main sdg for our blue fund um so addressing those needs through through the sdgs uh and the intervention of of big companies as you say in fact the reason why our Blue Fund uh, wants to target climate action through companies is because we believe actually that you can provoke change and enact change through private companies, probably even more effectively than doing so only through philanthropy and government action. So okay. we need everybody together, of course. And I think, uh, you know, private companies have a huge responsibility in becoming more sustainable and um, inducing sustainability in their in their local communities so i i hear you i think that's that's something that is the responsibility of everybody that's why we've done our blue fund and we're trying to sort of you know through positive investment try to change that and, and have an action on climate now what is your message for entrepreneurs you're an entrepreneur yourself anything that you'd like to sort of share in terms of you know lessons learned or other uh you know um big ideas that, that, that you've learned over the years. You, you're, you know, you're a superstar. Everybody knows you in, in this world, particularly in the surfing world. And, uh, and you've, you're an entrepreneur, right? So, I mean, I, it's, um, I don't see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself as a passionate uh, human that likes to lift, likes to create different projects. And some are successful, some are successful steps, some are non-successful. Nevertheless, I feel like that any step you take is a successful step. Um, you're moving forward, you're making mistakes, you're learning from your mistakes. And if you do learn from those mistakes, um, you know, you won't make it again. So I feel like um, important is moving forward, uh, um, mind over matter of being very conscious of the steps you're taking, obviously. But... Um, you know, always being active and, and, and moving forward. I feel like that's, uh, that's the way I take Never life. Give Never give up. Uh, you know, tomorrow's always a better day. We all have bad days, whether it's, uh, 
um, you know, and, and that's how I, you know, it's, that's how I overcome my bad days, you know, tomorrow it, it only can get better from here. And I feel like, um, you know, it's, 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 it's helped me out in, in the, in, in the growth of, of my projects. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Nick, it was a real pleasure to have you here at the Red Chair. I'll see you out there in the water. Thank see you at the water. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. Bye-bye.